Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Densty. Bertrand is here, but the big name on the show today is Senator Tammy Duckworth, who is joining us. And I'm sure you heard that Queen Elizabeth has passed. Yes, I just heard. And um, wow, talk about a life well lived in service to her nation. Um, I, I'm. It's not surprising she's been you know, ailing uh, for quite a while. But this is someone who literally served until the last days of her life. Didn't she just ask a new prime minister to to form a new government uh, yesterday? It's amazing because we're just looking at those pictures like she got up, like she always does, looks fantastic, was there to shake Liz Truss's hand and and did her job. You're right, right up to the last moment. Yeah, I mean, I listen... I admire anyone who serves their nation, and and I don't think there's a better example of service to one's nation than Queen Elizabeth II, because she certainly, you know, from the time that she served in uniform, remember that she served in uniform during World War II, all the way until literally, you know, the last 24 hours of her life, she was still uh, uh, doing the most important part, which is being a public servant. It's an an interesting thing, and I don't know if how you draw a comparison to the U.S. because clearly uh, she was uh, she was a politician, but she wasn't really a politician. But um, the fact that she led her country from, well, she goes back to Winston Churchill. I mean, I think it was 14 presidents. Um, uh, you know, she is, well, I was going to say one of the dominant figures of the 20th century, but here we are 21, 22 years into the 21st century. I mean, she will be always remembered as one of the great leaders of the, dare I say it, the world for a while. Absolutely. You know, she, listen, she came on the stage when, you know, England was still a, a, a global power. I mean, they, they're our, our most steadfast ally now. But remember, then, you know, she, she came of age during the Great British Empire. Um, let, let me say this. I've always said that I can work with anyone if I believe that they love this country as much as I do. And so I try to do things in a bipartisan way as much as possible. And in these times when things have become so divisive in our country, you know, I think Queen Elizabeth is a great example of someone who really upheld that truth, right? Which is she worked with anyone that loved her country, that loved England as much as and, and the UK as much as she did. Um, and, and, and so she worked with folks on the entire political spectrum to continue to serve her people. And, and as I said, you know, you, you have to admire and respect that. Um, and, you know, I wish more public servants would, would remember that. Senator Tammy Duckworth is joining us on Chicago's Afternoon News. Let's talk about lowering prescription drug prices, the Inflation Reduction Act, because I know that's something you worked hard to do and didn't get a lot of support from across the aisle, but you got the job done. We did get the job done. Thank you. Actually, we got zero support from across the aisle. Not a single Republican voted for the Inflation Reduction Act. Listen, Every time I hear from an Illinoisan who's facing unbearable decisions of do I pay uh, uh, my bill for, for my rent or do I pay for my or my child's life-saving prescription drugs, the same frustrating thing comes to mind. How are we still allowing big pharma to have such a stranglehold on our country? You know, During this global pandemic that we just came through, two industries made record profits, the oil and gas industry and pharmaceuticals at a time when people were struggling to survive, keep their heads above water. Two industries, not only did they survive, they made record profits and made record payouts in terms of salaries to their top executives and uh, to and dividends to their shareholders. And so let me tell you, 
I'm really proud that we were able to deliver this because no American who relies on insulin should have to ration their medication to afford their bills. Um, and uh, we were able to put a cap on out-of-pocket costs for insulin at $35 a month for senior citizens. But I want to expand that to all Americans as well. One of the big yeah. issues is negotiating, uh, allowing Medicare to negotiate for drug prices. And that is part of this bill, too. But it's very limited and I, I just wonder if you're thinking that this is opening the door or is this what you're going to get or what's the future hold there? Because, you know, when people hear it, they think the hooray, but it probably won't impact the drugs that they're taking right now. Right. So on this, um, it was for anybody who was on the Affordable Care Act, an original version of the bill, so that the uh, uh, not just Medicare, but um, uh, everyone could negotiate for lower drug prices. Uh, and then what happened was it got um, it got shrunk down in order to get the bill passed. Uh, we, we don't have enough votes and there are uh, uh, at least one Democratic senator who refused to vote for this unless we we shrunk the scope of it. Um, I think it's a good opening. You know, listen, uh, the VA has always been able to negotiate for lower drug prices and that has kept costs down. And little known fact, when I was state director of the Illinois Department of Veterans Affairs, I moved our formulary for our four veterans nursing homes under the VA's uh, prescription drug formulary and cut the cost by millions of dollars for the taxpayers in Illinois because uh, finally we were able to negotiate for lower drug prices. And so this move that we have in the Inflation Reduction Act that would allow Medicare to uh, negotiate for um, lower drug prices, it starts off with just eight drugs, but it will continue to expand, um, uh, is a good first step. And, and my goal is to be able to do that across all of Medicare and certainly across all of the Affordable Care Act as well. Senator Duckworth, the American Medical Association has called for a ban on direct-to-consumer advertising by the drug industry. I know it's outlawed in other countries because most of us think if you didn't spend the billions of dollars, you know, advertising to people who don't have a choice about what drug they take, they really take their doctor's advice, maybe you could lower prices. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, I think we're the only, uh, I think us in New Zealand, there's only two countries in the world that allows for uh, a drug ads. Um, look, I can, I can see the argument that, you know, people can know more about, you know, different drugs that are on the market. But frankly, that's why you have a doctor. That's why you have a relationship with your physicians and you trust your physicians and work with them and get a second opinion if you need to get a third opinion uh, for, for the drugs that you need. Um, but certainly uh, getting rid of uh, advertising would bring down significantly uh, the cost of prescription drugs, at least that big pharma would spend. But, but remember that during the pandemic, during the pandemic, big pharma made more money uh, than every other industry other than oil and gas companies. And so they have record profits. Uh, they could bring down drug prices today if they wanted to. They just choose not to. All right. I want to talk politics with you a little bit. And it's a, it's a sort of a perverse question, but um, Democrats were, uh, and, and, and majority of Americans, I think, were um, upset or they, they support more abortion rights than the, is currently allowed in many states. Uh, it's it's a bad thing for the progressives, and yet it seems to be serving you politically. Um, tell me about that juxtaposition. Well, you know, up until the Dobbs decision, even though the majority of Americans supported reproductive freedoms and, and, and were pro-choice, over 50% of Americans are pro-choice, they didn't vote on it because they didn't think or believe that Roe v. Wade would ever be overturned. Remember that uh, Justice Kavanaugh, for example, reassured 
the Senate, you know, the Senate, me included, that uh, Roe v. Wade was established law and he would never and, and, and you know, he, he would not overturn it. And of course, as soon as he got on the Supreme Court, he did. Um, uh, and so what happened with the Dobbs decision that overturned Roe v. Wade was it woke up Americans and the vast majority of Americans support reproductive choice. And I think an important thing that your listeners should 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 understand is this Dobbs decision that overturned Roe v. Wade wasn't just about abortion. The Dobbs decision basically said, per Clarence Thomas, who wrote the decision, it says that Americans do not have the privacy rights to bodily autonomy, which means we don't have the women don't have the right to abortion, um, but also that Americans don't have the privacy rights. And he specifically mentioned to gay marriage, to equal marriage or to contraception. I think he wrote that in a dissent, though, correct? That was not the majority opinion. No, no, that was Justice Thomas. All right. And so is, is, are the Democrats going to hold the Senate in November or gain seats? I am hoping that we will gain seats. I'm hoping that we will uh, hold the Senate and gain two more seats and then we will be able to do a lot more. And I think we would then be able to pass, for example, the Voting Rights Act. Um, uh, I hope that we will be able to pass uh, women's access to reproductive choice. Um, and then I also would love to see a ban on assault weapons. Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. If you just tuned in, Senator Tammy Duckworth has been hanging out with us. And uh, we talked about the Queen. We talked about the Inflation Reduction Act, the price of insulin, politics. But what I think most people in Chicago want to hear from you is your feelings, what you're going to do, what can be expected. The third bus has arrived with immigrants from the state of Texas. What's your take on that? Well, I think, you know, these families and migrants, first and foremost, are human beings, and we must and have to do our part to make sure they are welcome with dignity. Um, And I think this is a disgusting political and racist stunt by the Texas governor, but it should not stop us from doing what we need to do to be able to welcome these migrants and asylum seekers as human beings. And I'm committed to working closely with both Mayor Lightfoot and Governor Pritzker to make sure that they have what they need from the federal level to provide the services to these migrants. But again, this is a political stunt by the Texas governor. And if we want to deal with with the migrant problem, then let's pass comprehensive immigration reform, something that Democrats have been working on now for literally decades. And yet we can't get Republicans to vote for it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Well, I mean, I know you love what you do, but you'll be working. So have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Be well, everyone. Take care. Lisa Dent, WGN.